Here's a finding for you. It just came out yesterday. 70% of Canadians agree the widespread delays at airports across the country are a national embarrassment. A new poll suggests, with nearly 60% of the people saying they're avoiding travel until the situation improves. This is an Ipsos poll conducted exclusively for Global News and released just yesterday. And the findings include belief that there's plenty of blame to go around for the delays between airports, airlines, the federal government, and even travelers themselves. Here to talk about it is uh, John Gretick, who teaches supply chain, logistics, and operations management at McGill University in Montreal, and who has very conveniently written a piece at theconversation.com, which includes frequently asked questions about the chaos in the airline industry. John Gretick, good morning. Good morning, sir. Welcome back to our show. Good morning, starting. A pleasure to be here. It's good to have you with us, John. Let's talk about, first of all, we'll zoom into the questions that you've identified as most people's uh, being uh, concerned to most travelers. But what's your take overall in the big picture this morning, John? Uh, oh, I think it's a mess. Uh, it's, it really is something that has been brewing uh, for about two and a half years as, as the airline and the aviation industry basically wound down from the pandemic, let go of tens of thousands of people, lost hundreds or you know, centuries worth of experience. And now the tsunami of travel is whetting everybody's appetite, as you so aptly mentioned. And everybody wants to go and the uh, industry basically put a lot of capacity out there. And guess what? They haven't got the resources to be able to handle all that volume that has been sold for the summer of 2022. Well, I guess and the other part of it, John, was when the Minister of Transport, on the early days of discovering the realities that you've just identified, in other words, lots of people wanting to travel, no capacity to handle the demand, the Minister of Transport decided to blame travelers themselves on the problem. You haven't been traveling for a while. You've forgotten how to do things. It's your fault. Nonsense. Yeah, that was a little strange, but you know, I think that everybody was trying to figure out, you know, who's who can we point the finger at, really, to basically uh, figure out, you know, who's uh, who are the root causes of all these issues. And I think there was a lot of flying fickle fingers of fate <laughs> floating around, floating around back in April and May about who's got it and who do we blame. We won't blame ourselves, you know, and they're saying, well, we'll blame somebody else. So they picked on everybody: picked on the airports, picked on Katza, picked on CBSA. Picked on the passengers, picked on you know, the health requirements, the vaccinations, the you know the, even the masks. So every everybody got got uh, got a piece of the action. So let's talk talk about the specifics of some of your frequently asked questions here, John Gratic. It's uh, why are so many flights being canceled or delays? I'm just going to throw the questions out because you've identified the responses in the in the, at the conversation. Yeah, I think what we what we're seeing is that there's a realization among all of the partners in this process called aviation that. Yeah, there, there, there has been too much capacity thrown at the system that there really has to be a rationalization of the number of flights that are out there. We haven't got the resources at the airport to handle the volume. We haven't got mechanics. We haven't got station attendants. We haven't got customer service agents. We, di- we didn't have CATSA or CBSA staff there. So everybody realized, wait a second, you know, the, the, the key driver of all these people showing up at the airport, whether it's inbound or outbound, is really the, the flight schedules. Sure. And that's when they decided to cut it back. So are the problems only happening in certain airports in Canada? Or, John, is this a worldwide uh, situation? Well, I, you know, in, in Canada, we see it primarily at Pearson and at Trudeau Airport. Who are the those two locations, basically, are the hubs that we have in Canada for international arrivals and departures. Uh, you know, Air Canada and WestJet have really built up 
quite a bit of an international presence in both markets. And, and that's where all the other international carriers show up. So it really is the, 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 the point where if there's a melting pot of where all of this action is taking place, it's both Pearson and Trudeau. So that's what's, that's what's happening. And it's not just Pearson and Trudeau. The rest of the world is melting down as well. Okay, uh, you know we've seen we've seen Schiphol, we've seen London, Frankfurt, Paris are all in the same boat. Yeah, but John, we've also seen thousands of cancellations in flights, uh, domestic flights across the United States, weekend after weekend after weekend, and yet we don't see the corresponding chaos at their airports. What's the difference? Oh, I think that the the U.S. Department of you know the Secretary of Transportation basically had basically made a very very public statement that you know they're looking at trying to get the airlines to be very strategic in terms of the the cancellations that they're putting in place. So the airlines have been very, very focused on reducing the capacity uh, at the at the hub airports, so we don't really see it. But you, know, you don't hear much about it, and the U.S. is, is, is blaming shortage of pilots, mm-hmm. something we don't have. We don't have a phenomenon like that in Canada. We, we did a pretty good job of managing our pilot resource. The U.S., however, you know, lost 10,000 pilots during a pandemic, and they're feeding the pinch now. Yeah. How about uh, traveling? You talked about pent-up demand and the lack of ability to respond. How are our travel volumes now, for example, compared to the last summer or the last summer before the pandemic? Is What's the relationship between the two, John? I think we're about, the last numbers I saw, we're about close to 80% of what we saw you know, uh, overall. Okay. It's much higher, 90% domestically, about 70% internationally. Uh, and uh, it's climbing. So I think that, you know, we're, we're probably about uh, six months or eight months away from being back to, if not exceeding, summer of 2019. Well, with that in mind, what advice would you give to travelers, many of us who are packing our suitcases this weekend, we're, we're, we're determined to get out of here, what advice, <laughs> uh, 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 pass along some, some sage advice here, Mr. Gradek. I would suggest, you know, if you can travel light, do travel light. Don't check any bags. Uh-huh. Put bags in the car- carry carry on because as soon as you put a bag in the system, uh, now you're going to be part of the of the of the shortage of staff to be able to handle those bags. Looking at connections, if you've got a a, a 45 minute connection to a flight at Pearson or a one hour connection at, at Trudeau, go back and re- and review that flight itinerary. Give yourself at least a couple of hours, if not more, two three hours of connection time, or fly nonstop to your destination. Uh, and the last thing I do is basically make sure you have a lot of patience, make sure you have a plan B in, in case things go wrong. And above all else, you know, have a sense of humor when you fly, smile, because the people that you're going to be encountering at the airport, you know, along with your fellow travelers, are all stressed. Everybody's been working pretty hard to get this thing done. They don't have all the answers. They're just dealing with a lot of you know, passengers who have been displeased. And uh, the, the tone of conversation at the airport uh, is not very pleasant. So be uh, be patient and uh, have a smile when you uh, talk to your agents. And As the old that. saying goes, be prepared to grin and bear it, right? Yep, that's it. Civil- civility will be the very, very key driving parameter for the summer. Yeah, but it's not going to be it's not going to be smooth and it's not going to be slick or easy. It's going to be bumpy on a good day. John Gradak, yep. great to have you back on the show, sir, and we do appreciate your advice. It's it's important stuff on a busy summer. All right, Sterling, take care. Have a good day. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. 
<laughs> For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.